Welcome to the Christian Car Guy radio show, the talk show dedicated to helping Christians buy and sell cars by the book, not the blue book, not the orange book, but by God's book, the Bible. Call the Christian Car Guy with your questions, 1-866-34-TRUTH. That's 1-866-348-7884. What does being a Christian have to do with buying a car? You're about to find out. Here's your host, Robbie Dillmore. Is it a sin to speed? Well, <laughs> after listening to last week's show, you may have perceived, Robbie, are you waffling on this issue? So I brought reinforcements here to help me out this morning. We have Jerry from Ray's Body Shop and Mike Westwood, our Christian oil guy. And guys, you feel free to jump in here at any point in time. But the question today is, is it a sin to speed or, Robbie, is it a sin to want to go fast? Is there a difference? What's the difference? There was a phone call last week from Susan in Greensville, Greenville that's now been heard around the world. And uh, <laughs> it was very controversial. Susan felt that driving fast cars shouldn't be on a Christian's radar. And that led to a very heated discussion, which in turn filled our board with callers and the rest of that show ending with about six callers that never got on. And I would welcome you to call back this morning and view your opinion at 866 seven eight eight four eight six six three four eight seven eight eight four you can certainly share your view on this controversy this conversation set every record on podcasts ever downloaded from the christian car guy my my site went wild the christian car guy on facebook went wild with comments uh <laughs> including and a very very nice one from my wife i might add and my very own mother, who was very glad that she was my mother. <laughs> Were you glad to have her as your mother? <laughs> I am very glad to have her as my mother. And I certainly got more emails. Really, I did. I got more emails from listeners than I've ever um, gotten on a particular show. So right from the outset of today's show, I've had a chance certainly now to pray and to seek godly counsel and to ponder the issues that were discussed and the temper at which they were discussed. And I can't help but see... What Satan meant for evil, really, I'm sure God meant for good. I really, really have to love what one listener's email said to me. Gail in, Rob, in Raleigh said, and there's a quote from her email. It says, yes, I did see a side of you I've never seen before, <laughs> but it's refreshing to know that you're human. A and the thing that strikes me about that statement is how much I need Jesus, honestly. Because I do struggle at times with temper issues, and in the eight years I've been doing this show, I have never lost my temper on the air until last week. <laughs> and the really sad thing about that is how many times in the last eight years have I lost my temper at my family or somebody close to me? Well, here's the thing. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, one of my favorite, favorite passages in the Bible, it's where Paul talks about his thorn in the, thorn in the flesh. But see, where I am weak and I admit I have weaknesses and I am human, but that's where God is strong, right? And if I allow Jesus to help me, then we can oh, have this discussion. Now, honestly, when it comes to Robbie's temper, you know, God, I feel like he's saying, Robbie, if we had this discussion like 766 times, I think you're getting up to 770, <laughs> <laughs> however that works. But nonetheless, so... Yes, we are going to get to the issues about speeding and not been going fast and all that. But first, I, I do owe Susan in Greenville an apology. And I, I truly am sorry that I aimed at her rather than the argument. 
Um, stretching the use of the word categorically to a whole new level, as my band of brothers teased me, if you're familiar. When I said I was categorically glad she wasn't my mother, my friend said, really, Robbie? In every category, you were, you're, you know, what is this? cat?" Well, in the heat of the moment, which you can go listen at Facebook or ChristianCarGuy.com and, and listen to the podcast, but in the heat of the moment, when your heart is being shot at, I felt it was really hard to see where the shots are coming from, and so I aimed at what was in front of me, and in this case, it was at, it was Susan from Greenville, which, and so I do apologize. I admit that I was wrong for making comments directly at her rather than at her argument. Now, I'm still going to strongly disagree with her argument, and I, and I am very passionate on that issue, if you hadn't noticed, <laughs> but that's not the way to handle it. Obviously, she has a heart. She had great courage to call in, which it takes great courage to call into a call show at 866-348-7884, I might add. But, but then to disagree with the host and, and get into a discussion like that. So I love her passion. I love her conviction. I love her heart for Jesus. Um, however, there is an issue here of way God made men's hearts, and sometimes they made them to where you want to go fast. So what are your thoughts on that? You call us 866 866- Seven or three four eight seven eight eight four. Jerry, you 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 had a a situation with Joe Gibbs that you thought it just pointed to. Yeah, when when I've listened to the, the podcast and stuff, it made me think of one incident that happened and that I experienced back a few years ago. I don't know if you know in in this industry, uh, Sherwin Williams is a automotive paint company, and they were sort of courting Ray's Body Shop and Record Service and myself to to come on board. Where they had a a a big regional uh, North American meeting and happened to be at Joe Gibbs racing for a couple days. Well, you had all these corporate people and, 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 and sales staff and stuff there. And, and they were going through all these, the corporate kind of things. Well, Saturday morning on the schedule was Joe Gibbs was going to come in and sort of give a quick speech and introduce himself to that crowd because Sherwin Williams is a sponsor of Joe Gibbs Racing, and everybody thought it'd be just a normal thing, you know, thank you for contributing and your partnership with me, blah, 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 just a corporate speech. Well, if you've ever been, and anybody been in the Charlotte area, Hendersonville area, you ought to go and uh, check out Joe Gibbs Racing. But however, when I first went in the building that first day Friday, everybody coming in got a little brochure that had about his testimony about the football coach and the racing and all this stuff. Well, that Saturday morning, when he walked in, walked across that stage, first he introduced himself and thank you for your partnership with Joe Gibbs Racing. But then he certainly surprised me and every man in that room. He goes on to give his testimony. He goes on to say that through racing, Jesus Christ had gave him the platform to share the gospel and that once he and it, and it went on, I mean, he it was very it wasn't real lengthy, but it was very thorough and stuff. And and he gave an awesome testimony and he certainly had my attention, everybody in that room's attention. But at the end of it, he said, and once I lose focus of that, God gave me this platform through football and through racing, that that platform is to, to share my my story and share the gospel of Jesus Christ. I expect him to take it from me. And to me, that was just just awesome. But we all, as you mentioned, and you said, all men have that that wired for that speed. But it's also women also. I mean, it's just 
part of our human nature, but then what do we do with that? Right, right. And, and therein lies the big issue. How do you guard your heart? How do you do that? We're going to talk about that actually in our appraisal by the Real Black Book, uh, which we're going to have at the end of the show. How do you guard your heart? What is it? What are those issues? But the real question today that I really would love to have you all call in on, give me your views, because there's teenage lives at stake here, folks. There just are. Is it a sin to speed? How does your behavior affect the teenagers and the and the statistics I want to just throw out here right at the beginning, and you may not be aware of this. I was actually surprised. It came from an Allstate, um, in the Allstate Insurance Company's foundation did a research, and they found that 69% of teens who speed say they do so because they want to keep up with traffic. So if you're one of those people going five, six, seven, whatever you think is okay over the speed limit, the question is, how about that? This might be the second time they've ever driven in their life. You just blew by them, so now they feel like they're going too slow. They could, even at 45 miles an hour, Jerry, if they got one tire off the road and they flip it just wrong, you put them in a position to lose their life because of your speeding. 69% of the teenagers said that they speed because they're trying to keep up with you. Is that not, I mean, telling? And, you know, for me, and I'm sitting here and I'm, hypocritical i'm a hypocrite sitting here because that's something i struggle with and and it's almost when i get behind the wheel i have to make the effort not to speed it's just and i don't go out to do that but it's something i have to have to i struggle with i mean it's something that when i get behind the wheel i'm keeping up with traffic well mike we haven't heard from you in san antonio but mike we appreciate you being on with us today tell us your thoughts about that statistic 69 percent of the teens say they speed because we do it, it, you know, we all tend to want to be with the group, be part of the group. And I know in San Antonio and in Texas, it seems like when you get to the city, you drive faster than you do on the freeway because the speed picks up. And most of the teenage accidents around this area all happen within the city. We've just recently reported a 19% in the 16 to 17-year-old deaths this in in 2012 increase yeah they're they and you guys have lost a bunch of them i hate we got to go to a break but the question today and i certainly would love you to chime in is it a sin to speed but also is it a sin a sin for your heart to want to go fast those are things we're discussing we need to hear from you 866-348-7884 believe me we got a lot more coming up All right, I've got it thrown out there. Is it a sin to speed? But yet, when you hear that rumble of that V8 of that 409, if that it just makes your heart go pitter patter through the crowd. Says speed. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you how do you how do you navigate around all this situation? That's the question today at the Christian Car Guys show. We would love to hear your view. We really really would. 866-348-7884-866-34 truth. If you're digitally gifted, we got Eddie is in Charlotte. He's first up. Eddie, you're on the Christian Car Guys show. Good morning. Good morning. How you doing? Wonderful. Tell me your view. Well, uh, we've wrestled with this. The men in our uh, in our church uh, talked about it, and uh, some really struggle, and 
some don't. Uh, I think it's the spirit and letter of the law. You know, for the most part, yeah, you you certainly ought to obey the law. Uh, you shouldn't speed. There's, uh, you know, number one is a matter of witness. Uh, as you kind of talked about, the teenagers maybe misleading somebody else. Kind of sad how many uh, how many fish stickers on the back of fast cars there are, but you know, uh, they kind of strange to see. A Always the follow me to Sunday school, <laughs> <laughs> and they're blowing by at eighty. That's just hard. Yeah, yeah, and uh, but uh, you know, I think that the spirit and the letter of the law is interesting too. You know, you you wonder if in an emergency, some kind of need there, if you did it safely, if you need to get to the hospital, a pregnant wife, something like that. You know, would that be okay? And you, you also would think logically, you know, certainly uh, rescue teams and those kind of people can speed. You wouldn't have to think a Christian ambulance driver would think, no, that's sort of the cattle and, you know, you got a cow in the ditch or an ox in the ditch. You've got to do what's better for man as long as you can do that safely. And, Eddie, I couldn't agree with you more that you can't check your head at the door and say, okay, right. it's, it's speed limit's 55 and – Wow, this car is flying up on behind you, and you see yourself in a situation as an experienced driver where you may need to speed up a few miles an hour. Use your head. This is not, right. you know, don't get yourself in a worse situation because you're gonna you're gonna take this this way because obviously you're, you 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 don't check your head at the door. But by the same token, I I have to tell you that when I saw that statistic, even though the Lord convicted me on this issue personally a number of years ago. Um, it, it double convicted me because we do see, and, and I know Jerry sees it too, you know, what happens when these teenagers, you know, they think it's okay to go 70 because everybody's going 70, but at 70 when a wheel goes off the, off the road, it's, it's, it's go time if you don't have experience. Right. What yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's certainly a bad witness and a bad example for others behind us, uh, to follow, you know, and I, I think it's interesting too. You talk about the speed, you know, is it wrong to desire to speed? Well, uh, you know, Jesus talked a lot about that Sermon on the Mount that, uh, you know, even more than adultery, you know, the thought uh, in the mind uh, and how that applies, you know, perhaps uh, if, if you're getting agitated because you can't speed, you're, and it's something that's just weighing constantly on your mind, then probably it's a sin and uh, a desire that's uh, that needs to be brought under the leadership of the Spirit. So, so that's to be a careful. Cool, that's that's a, indicators would be the emotional response. That's a cool insight there, Eddie. I appreciate it. God bless you. I appreciate you calling in a lot this morning. Great show. Thank you. Thank you. We got Virginia is in Belmont. Virginia, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. Um, I've come to believe that if I honor God by keeping the speed limit, he, as the God of time and space, will reward me by helping me get to my destination safely and on time. Uh, there have been times when I've cut my time too short and um, wanted to speed, get there, but I resist, and amazingly, I get there on time anyway. This I've is- noticed that, too. It's like God may be in charge of the stoplights at times. <laughs> yeah. But all those people that blew by me a few minutes ago, and they, they're sitting there at the red light, and I have to kind of laugh as I pull up and go, yeah, yeah, I think how much gas you all wasted if you'd just gone. But I, I hadn't thought about the safety issues. But no doubt that those are the situation. But there, it's, it's, it's difficult, isn't it, Virginia? Because I don't know how it is there in Belmont, but in Winston-Salem we have this thing called Silas Creek Parkway. And the speed limit on it is 45 miles an hour. And if you try to go 45 miles an hour, you will highly aggravate 
the people mm-hmm. behind you. They will get as close to your bumper as they can possibly get to show you that you are in error by going the speed limit. And so the peer pressure thing is very difficult. Can you imagine if you're a teenager trying to trying to deal with that? Right. So that's, good that's st- a very difficult situation. <laughs> it is good stuff, Virginia. <laughs> Thank you for calling in. I appreciate it. God bless you. All right, you have a voice. Here's your chance to voice it. 866-348-7884-866-34 truth. Let me throw out another few statistics for you. Speeding has been a factor in 37% of crashes involving 16-year-olds. 37% of the crashes Speeding was involved. In 2008, 37% of the crashes, interestingly, that the statistics would line up. With 15 to 20-year-old males, the fatal crashes, 37% of them involved speeding. Among the crashes attributed to critical teen driver error, 21% of serious teen driver crashes were due to driving too fast for road conditions. Another issue, it's one thing to go down Silas Creek Parkway at 45 miles an hour, on a normal day, but when it, the ice and snow hits or the rain, Jerry. Yeah, you know, and, and Robbie, another piece of it is the fact that we talk about younger drivers, a 16, 17, 18, even early 20, is just experience behind the wheel because as the speeds increase, your reaction time decreases. And that's where that experience piece comes in. And, you know, it's the same thing you talk about. And you brought up that point about, you know, if you're running 60 miles an hour, 40 miles an hour, and you run off the shoulder of the road, as an inexperienced driver, the, the, the average of you rolling that vehicle, coming back on, or being involved in an accident is just escalated because of just not having the experience where if me and you kind of run off the road, we, the natural thing is you ease it back on and, and you don't panic. But as a 16-, 17-, 18-year-old driver, that experience means a lot. And so the peer pressure issue is is huge, and 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 it's somewhat difficult out there, Mike. Now I know from your conversations I've had with you that your wife is like riding with a Christian car guy in the back seat. <laughs> I've been sitting here thinking about that. The what would Robbie do? Uh, she reminds me of that. Uh, that all the time. Just the other day, we were going down the freeway, and we were talking, and she looked over and glanced at the speedometer, and she says, uh, you know, Robbie wouldn't be happy about the speed you're going. And I looked down, and I was going like 10 over. I didn't realize I was going 10 over. I was just talking, and the lead foot was working. And so and, you've got, uh, a, yeah, you've got a great new plan. Wait till you hear this, Jerry, on how Mike is going <laughs> to slow down this and save gas all at the same time. Tell us, tell us how it works, Mike. Well, I've joined the support group to lose weight, so I figure if I lose weight, I'm lighter in the car, so the gas mileage will increase. But bigger than that, it will be lighter, and it won't be so heavy on the gas pedal. That is so cool. Well, we have Mary coming up. She wants to chime in on all this, and we need to hear from you, 866-348-7884. What about all the speeding? We haven't even got the seatbelt issue. We are going there, and we got our appraisal by the Real Black Book. What about a heart that longs to go fast? We're going to talk about that coming up. Stay tuned.
they are so so precious those teenagers they just got their license they're out there driving what can we do as the experienced drivers to help them is it a sin to speed or is it a sin to even want to go fast what are your views that's what we're talking about today on the christian car guys show what can we do overall to help teenagers stay alive is a big huge issue you call us with your views 866-348-7884-866-34 truth the other statistic i'm going to jump out here real quick 55 percent of teens killed in car crashes this is unthinkable to me 55% of teens killed in car crashes weren't wearing their seatbelts. Really? Over half of the kids killed weren't wearing their seatbelts? I mean, it seems so simple, but ah, what makes that so hard? We got Mary in Charlotte. She was a, 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 a driving instructor, it looks like. Mary, you're on a Christian Car Guy show. Good morning. No, I'm not a driving instructor. I'm complaining about the driver's instructors in Union County, North okay. Carolina. All right. My grandchildren were in high school there having their uh, driving lessons. And uh, the instructor told them to go with the flow. And I told them, I said, the speed limit is the law and you should obey the law. And you I go, am, Mary. <laughs> I always obey the law, and the people. And I told my grandchildren, I said, "If you ever get stuck behind me, you will do the speed limit." And people do not like to get stuck behind me, and I feel like <laughs> most of the time I'm the only one out on the streets and roads doing the speed limit. But you know, Mary, I, as I as I, I I am so glad that you are because. It is an example. There's somebody else. So if I don't want to go fast, if I'm a teenager and I'm scared, trying to hang in there between all these cars going fast, there's Mary over in the right lane. She's going slow. I'm not alone. Right? You slide in over behind Mary, and guess what? You might have saved a life right there. And it's it's hard, I know, because I, you know, when you're riding an old red, you know, by the way, when you're the Christian car guy, you have a truck, everybody knows that Robbie drives old red, especially the people in the area where I live. They know it's a 95 Dodge Dakota, okay? Now, if that thing was going 80 somewhere, you don't think the emails would come in. <laughs> so so I, I have no choice as I'm driving, you know, unless I want to be the ultimate poser or whatever, <laughs> a hypocrite, you know, is to drive. So God bless you, Mary. I appreciate you so much. And God bless you. I appreciate your program today very much. I hope it will bring a lot of good results. Me too. Me too. Because... You know, I, I the worst kind of, you know, they say a reform smoker is the worst. Get well, That's Robbie, because I was a speeder. There's no doubt about that. But, you know, I guess I don't know if I've told this, told this story in a few years. But one day I got a ticket for going four miles an hour over the speed limit in Davie County. <laughs> no way but Davie County. It happened. <laughs> and I'm looking at the state policeman. I'm like, really? Really? Four miles an hour over? Were you speeding? Well, yes. Well, there you go. Well, I was furious, as you might imagine. I have a temper. We've learned about that earlier today. <laughs> I was, so I just had to go, God, really? Really? Well, what's the speed limit? Well, the speed limit there was 55. You were going 59. Were you speeding? Yes, you were. Did you deserve a ticket? Yes, you did. Were you guilty? Yes, you were. And as I thought through this, you know, what is the, what is the standard? What would Jesus really do? And Jesus would obey the law. It's pretty simple. But when you do that, 
um, you are fighting the trend. I'm just telling you, you will not find there's a lot of people going 45 down Silas Creek Parkway, right, Jerry? Absolutely. When, when you got stopped, I, this is past caller, did you use the argument of you were just going with the flow? Did that work? <laughs> we think that would work. <laughs> well, you were right behind me going the same speed. <laughs> we got you George know, is in Louis. Yeah, Mike. Uh, I'll wait for that until after the caller's talk. Pardon me? I'll wait till after the caller talks. Always what now? I said I'll wait till after the caller Oh, okay. Talks. Okay, it's George in Louisville. All right, George. You're, Hello. How are you, George? Oh, we're doing okay. How about yourself? I'm doing wonderful. What have you got for us? Well, this is kind of the way I was thinking when you asked the question, you know, about the speeding is it a sin. And I remember when the Messiah entered, the city of Jerusalem, he was not on a Mustang. He was driving a, a smart car or a little donkey. So he tells us we're supposed to obey the laws of the land, but we also know that uh, the the English language and the number symbols are a little bit different because if it says 55, that means 59. You know? so, so you shouldn't really got a ticket. Yeah, really. I was un- unthinkable. <laughs> No, he he wasn't he wasn't he wasn't driving a Mustang. There's no doubt about that. And no, he, he now did, when he comes back, he will. He, he, <laughs> he can see after he comes back. You know, it, it, it's um, going to be yeah, no doubt, a, a lot different deal. But I agree. Now, Mike, he, I know you've got something, so go ahead and share it while we got George on. Well, we've got two things going on down here in Texas. We now have 75 mile an hour speed limits and 80 mile an hour speed limits. And they got tired of all the Texas drivers driving 75 on the freeway anyway, so they just made the speed limit 75. And then on new toll roads, they're 80 uh, on the uh, bypass, big bypass to go to Dallas from San Antonio. Yeah, and as soon and as they made the speed limit 75, I'll bet I know what happened. <laughs> 80. That's what happened. And if they make it 80, I bet I know what happened. Right. And yeah, the, sec- well, the government the sec- pays the peer pressure. <laughs> Right. Uh, well, the second uh, thing is, there might be a new little sport starting among men, young men who want to go fast. Uh, we just had this happen here in town. They're racing in the high-rise parking lots. Oh, no. In At the shopping malls. And a kid put his car off the fifth floor by by racing. Oh, my. The only thing that saved him was he had his seatbelt on. Well. So he's in the hospital, but he's alive. Oh, that's good to hear. Well, George, thank you for calling in, buddy. We appreciate you down in Louisville. All right. Listening. God bless you. We appreciate that. Well, this 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 issue with the seatbelts is really, I don't know, even more horrific to me than the speeding because it just seems so simple. But again, Jerry, we set an example. Do you wear your seatbelt every single time you get in a car? And you know, do your kids see that? How can, and, and, well, you see this all the time. Can you share? Oh, yeah. When you sit there and you go and, and you have a car towed in that's been in an accident, I mean, first thing, you you can almost instantly tell if they had the seatbelt on or not. Because if you look at that windshield and has those big head prints busted through the windshield, I mean, it's pretty obvious they didn't have a windshield. I mean, didn't have the seatbelt on. That's what projected their, their face into the windshield. And, and, you know, people don't realize that if you're going 60 miles an hour, the vehicle will stop at the point of impact. But if you're not restrained in that seat, 
you continue, your body continues to propel itself at 60 miles an hour until it is stopped. And it's usually the windshield, the steering wheel, the dash or something. Or if you're in the back seat, uh, the front seat that, that stops your body. It's a horrible lesson to learn the hard way. And I, and I learned that with my son. And, and I, we were hit with a car behind us. And this was years ago before I wore my seatbelt. And I thought I was going to reach over and stop him from, and this car hit us wasn't probably going 25 miles an hour. But just even 25 miles an hour when it slams into the back of you, there was no restraining him, and he went right to the dash. And I saw that. I used every bit of strength I had. And from that day forward, I said, okay, I get it, God. We're, we're wearing seatbelts. You know, yeah, and, you know, with, with younger kids and stuff, that the younger drivers, and that's sort of mind-boggling to me, the fact that they don't wear the seatbelt because that's just really just negligence. Because you get some of the older drivers, and, and you know, when you grew up not using a seatbelt, it's, it's, it's a habit they've got to get themselves into. And they always make that argument how it's, you know, it, it, it impedes me, it feels uncomfortable. And they always tell the story, well, I know this story of somebody who was thrown out of the car, and the car, if they'd have been in it, it would have killed them. Well, I'm not disputing that that can happen, but it's far oh, yeah. between I those mean, instances that, that that is going to be the case. I mean, statistically, you know, it's not even in the same yeah, world. Yeah, it's not even in the same world, but people like that. And, and, you know, then you also have that other group of people in the conversations I have who will say, well, you know what? Inside my car is my personal space. So I, that the government shouldn't tell me I need to buckle up. Well, I love this analogy is, okay, if you want to do that, and that, that, that holds true if you want to talk and keep your car in your driveway, that's your personal space. In your garage, that's your personal space. But once you get on a public highway, that's government property that the public is paid for, so that becomes public space. So, That's a good idea. Yeah, I like that. That's good thinking. Well, we want to move into our appraisal by the Real Black Book because there's another issue that I do want to discuss. That's where we search the Bible hidden treasure cry out for discernment lift up our voice for understanding what does the bible say about the heart that longs to go fast or take risks as we talked about susan in greenville certainly the way that she put it at one point in her argument rather unforgettable was you know if you want to take risks why don't you go witness in afghanistan or why, which which by the way that comment led to several emails from people who had been to afghanistan as soldiers and stuff that wanted to comment about that. So again, feel free to call us at 866-34-TRUTH. But John Eldridge in his book, Wild at Heart, you know, trying to really helped me get my masculine heart back better. I have no way of saying it other than understanding that message and the men that walk in that message has really helped me understand what God had in mind when he, when he fashioned me. And, he got, he, and John Eldridge has asked a question that I think a lot of men ought to ask themselves. Why? Do I have the heart I have? Why do I long to do certain things? Well, you were made in God's image. And remember Eric Little's line? This is perfect, right? When he was talking to his sister, she wanted him to go be a missionary, exactly, in China. And she, he said, I'm going to go be a missionary, but first got to run because God made me to go fast. You remember that line? Absolutely. And I can feel his pleasure when I run. I know some race car drivers. You know one too, Clint Thomas. He can feel God's pleasure when he's running in a safe way, not breaking the law, not setting a bad witness, but actually competing in a, in a, in a, in his platform, in his way, and being a positive witness for Jesus Christ. So, 
the Bible verse that I want to look into here is Proverbs 4.23, and it's just really, I think I could just pause on this Bible verse for a long, long time and just let it soak in somewhere. But what it says actually is, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. So a lot of people don't realize that God gave you a particular heart, and since she brought up the issue of people going overseas to witness, you know what I've found interesting? Whenever I interview somebody who wants to go overseas to witness, God has always given them a heart to love that people group. You listen to them, and they love those people in Africa. They love those people in South Vietnam. You listen to their story, and they have fallen in love with the Haitian people, and God gave them that heart. You see? And so what they're doing is following the desires of their heart to go to Haiti, to go to those Haitian people, because out of that has come the wellspring in their life. They're seeing, they're letting their heart be the guide. Well, if God gave you a heart to do certain masculine things, to be a warrior and those kind of things, it's cool adventure stuff to walk with God and say, God, why for such a time as this did you make me with that heart? What are the desires that you really want me to walk with you in. Well, if we go into my own story, right? God knew I had a desire to teach biblical stewardship about automobiles, both from driving safely, but also not going into debt when you buy cars and all. He knew my heart. And so when he called me to do the radio show years ago, eight years ago, it was in the middle of the night. I was praying about something else. And God asked me very specifically, Robbie, I want you to get on on the air. And I wanted you to talk about what breaks your heart when people make bad choices as far as cars. God put that desire in my heart, and so I got to chase after that, and that was a wellspring of my life. Well, another place that you can apply this is, of course, in Proverbs 22, where it says, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he's old, he won't depart from it. Well, the way he should go would be indicated by what is his heart desire. Now, Jerry, I know your daughter loves, her heart was in cheerleading, and you've watched that give her an amazing platform. Absolutely. You know, and I and, and I've told Robbie this story, you know, all the places they're going they go and I last year when they were at Nationals down at Disney World and stuff and and then they would have the group prayer and stuff. It it gave them opportunity to 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 be set apart, to be different. And and you know, this this weekend they're in Louisville, Kentucky for the women's NCAA national championships, uh, but <laughs> <laughs> she goes to Liberty, Liberty University. University. She's on the cheer squad. There. Yeah, but it is an opportunity for them to share the gospel in a unique way that I can't do it. You can't do it. And I mean, you know, we all have that unique opportunity that God has laid out for us. Yeah, And so as he's given you those passions, passions and that heart, Mike, what comes to your mind? comes to mind is using a passion, and I used it through autocrossing that Bob talked about last week to uh, try to go out and teach young people about the consequences of your car speeding and spinning. When you oh, that's, that's great stuff. I, hate, I know you can't hear the music in the background, Mike, but we are going to talk to Mike about autocrossing. Other ways that you can guide a young person's heart in the direction that they should go but do it safely and without speeding and wearing their seatbelt, all that stuff. We got a lot more Christian Car Guy show coming up. You got to call us though, 866 348 7884. 
that's your life. You're going to make some history. Our prayer is you'll walk with Jesus, and it will be that the good kind. Of, you're going to make some one way or the other. It could be good history. But what an interesting situation that as you drive home or when you wherever you're going today, you might be driving right this minute. If you are driving the speed limit, remember, 69% of teens who speed say that the reason they were speeding was to keep up with the traffic. Are you part of the traffic they're trying to keep up with when they don't have the ability to handle that speed? Now, interestingly, Carol, who called in, said, and, I, and, I, and this is worth quoting, I think, she said she appreciates the show, which we thank you very much for that. But she said, <laughs> she said, her comment was that just like little boys need to play and want to take risks, grown-up boys never need to lose that heart. And, and that's a lot of what's in that song. You never want, you want to guard your heart that if you want to, if God's calling you to do something, it's pretty risky to get on the radio, even to call me and disagree with me, <laughs> which is fine. <laughs> you know, those are big risks. Take them. 866, by the way, 348-7884. Now, when we left Mike, he was telling us about this autocross, and what a great way to take your son's desire to go fast and give him a way to do that in a safe manner. It's a wonderful way, and and I did it for years out in San Antonio here, and annually we would put on an event for young people where they could come out, and we would take them with us in a car and show and demonstrate a car spinning and how easy it is to get out of control. And then we would also offer the opportunity for them to drive their own vehicle uh, to experience that under a controlled condition. We would also do it with drinking and driving in conjunction with the sheriff's department to show them the effects of drinking and how you lose your faculties. Uh, it was a really, now I'm trying to, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to picture this now, Mike, does that mean you guys started drinking and then tried to stop fast? Or what, what no, what we would do <laughs> is we'd have one person, one person who wanted to drink would volunteer and we, we'd show them going through a course without drinking. And then we would drink, they would come and drink a beer, go again, drink a beer, go again, drink a beer and go again. Uh, up to the point of four beers. And it would show the difference each time. And they would observe that, and the sheriff's department would be uh, conducting uh, uh, conducting briefings in between each one while the person was enjoying his uh, alcoholic beverage. But yeah, well, it was a real-life demonstration. It, it's huge. And, Jerry, you work with us every day. Alcohol, speed, seatbelts. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's... It, the dangers and stuff and and it's, it's getting that point across to the younger drivers is so important and mike what you're talking about is just just you know as a parent just getting behind the wheel and go out on find a a, a road or, or or a suburban area or rural area that they can just parking lot and just run off the road do those things and and, and just talk about it because education 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 is on a safe ex- line experience and i've always loved the, that you you mentioned that again you got to do it safe make sure you can handle it but show them how to do it do it slowly let them drive off the road get the experience of what you do here's this is a critical thing when your car goes off the road because that panic pullback is cost so many teenagers their life and who took the time to show them and how you would be just amazed one of the saddest things you'll you'll be involved in in, in our industry is to have in our storage lot a family come down who had a 
teenager killed in an automobile accident. And most of the time, it's stuff that could have been prevented. Really, and especially if they weren't wearing their seatbelt, and you're thinking, wow, you know. So we set the example. We drive, you know, it's a peer pressure thing. And if you don't think it's peer pressure, try driving the speed limit. I'm just telling you. They are, your peers will put pressure on you. (laughs) I can assure you from the back, they're coming. I have experience on this. But, hey, guess what? If that gives a safe harbor for a teen to come in and pull up behind me, well, God bless them. That's the way it works. Well, I want to thank you all. Really do. I, I, I am so blessed by all the emails and all the comments and all that, that happened after last week's show. I certainly really do appreciate Susan listening and, and Tammy as well and Raleigh who also chimed in. But your listeners are the ones that make the show, obviously, and, and I'm so thankful for that. You can always go to ChristianCarGuy.com, get any of these podcasts, listen to last week's show, whatever you got there. I certainly want to thank Jerry at Ray's Body Shop and Mike, our Christian oil guy. Remember what I always say, and here it comes right now. Slow down. Jesus walked everywhere he went, and he got it all done in 33 years. I mean, what am I saying? You don't have to go that fast. And you know what? Why not ask God why that heart this week? Spend some time alone with him and with the Bible and say, God, why did you make me this?